2: welcome baseball family we have a very special guest with us today we have mike greenberg you know him from espn he's a host of host of get up greenie and now he's the author of got your number brigley you show the people the book yeah man there it is i would here. show them. i i had to take the jacket off mine because my green screen doesn't work very well with uh <laughs> with the jacket but it's great it's a fantastic book but we're going to get into it but before we do that we're going to give greenie the same treatment that we give all of our guests he's going to get a rundown a condensed version because we don't have a whole lot of time but here we go are you ready for this i'm ready all right first question for you is what
0: is your quest well that's a really interesting question um what is my quest Uh, you know i don't know exactly how to answer that so i will just say the first thing that came to my mind um and i think that I think my, my, my quest is to try and create an environment in my professional life where there is, um, where we're, it is a little bit less nasty and angry than I feel like most media is this, these days. Like um, there's so even inside the sports world, but but obviously much more noticeably outside the sports world. I feel like the the way that we talk to each other and the way that we debate with each other and the way that we deal with each other has gotten so ugly and awful in so many ways that, um, what I try to do, and I, I didn't set out this way and Mike and I didn't set out to do this when we first started we just sort of fell into this because it's kind of the, the way we were as people is just to kind of create a friendly environment where people can have a reasonable conversation every now and again. Um, so I don't know. I don't know that that's really a quest, but but when you asked me the question, that was the first thing that came to my mind.
1: I think it's awesome, that's terrific. That and that goes in line with our brand. We do baseball together. We don't care who you are. We want to do it together. I like it. So, what is your favorite color?
0: Green. Uh, obviously, my last name is Greenberg, and my eyes are green, and so that's always been kind of a thing. So if you ever play golf with me, you will see that my I always have a green glove. And uh, my golf ball, my little Titleist Pro V1X has greeny in green along the side, every single one of them. I will not play with any other ball. Uh, if I run out of those balls and someone says, I got a ball for a greeny, I'll say, no, nope, I'm walking off. I'm done. I, I can't play without the greeny <laughs> ball. Um, and I generally always have something green. So green is, un- it's, it's not it's more than just my favorite color. It's sort of my whole, it's sort of my whole being.
2: That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, first uh, favorite baseball team is it the Mets? Is that right?
0: No, it was the Yankees. So I grew up the... a Yankee fan. So my okay. both of my parents are from the Bronx. Um, my dad, as I have mentioned lately a lot because we're p- promoting the book, my dad dedicated his first book to Joe DiMaggio, even though the book had nothing to do with sports at all, because he so wow. idolized DiMaggio. When DiMaggio, I was start, I was working at ESPN when we got word in the newsroom that DiMaggio died. And I, I genuinely, of all the phone calls I've ever had to make in my life, calling my dad to tell him that DiMaggio was dead is one of the worst days that I've ever had. Um, and my mom, too. My mom grew up walking distance from Yankee Stadium, and she had an uncle who took her to all the Yankee games. So her favorite player was Phil Rizzuto. And <laughs> so we were, we were a Yankee family.
2: That's, That's awesome. awesome. So if the Yankees were a beverage, what would they be?
0: Huh. Well, that's a really good question. I mean, you know, so, so that is, is that a way of trying to ask me what my favorite beverage is, or is that my way or your way of trying to, to ascertain what I think the Yankees remind me of? Cause I don't know that those are necessarily the same thing. I mean, the Yankees, I think would like to think that they are like, you know, a bottle of, of Dom Perignon, like, like some extremely, you know, um, Exclusive uh, champagne. Um, I don't know. Like most of my favorite sports teams tend to lose a lot. The Yankees are the only ones that don't. So most of them are like a, like the Jets are like a cheap beer. The Jets are like a, <laughs> the Jets are like Rolling Rock or something like that. Yeah, um, rock. which is what I grew up drinking from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> but but I'll, I'll say something more like a a Belvedere vodka. How about that? That's just sort a sort of a a classy vodka. So, on a good day, it sounds good. But the reality is, most of the time, it just makes you angry.
2: Yeah, we had, yeah. We had somebody who's a Red Sox fan called the Red Sox orange juice and toothpaste. So,
0: uh, being, I, I, I kind of like that. I like. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. That's that's not necessarily yeah. a beverage. Right. I, I guess it could be a beverage. It a <laughs> lunatic, but, but but I like yeah. that.
1: As a Yankees fan myself, I was very pleased with the orange juice and toothpaste uh, reference. I thought that was (laughs) fabulous. (laughs) That's funny. All right, if baseball was an ice cream flavor, what would it be?
0: You know, what's the most? You know, baseball is apple pie, right? So, so you know, I like I like a scoop of vanilla ice cream on a nice warm apple pie. So I'll go vanilla, even though that's that's gonna. If you just took that out of context, it would sound. Like I was diminishing baseball because people have a negative associate. People will think I'm saying baseball is vanilla, which it is most definitely not. But um, I, I mean, I guess nothing is more sort of distinctly American than, than vanilla ice cream. Um, I don't even know why I'm saying that. It, it maybe could be a chocolate vanilla swirl um, because, <laughs> it, you know, it's a, it's a little more exciting.
2: Yeah, we give vanilla a lot, actually. And a lot of people <clears throat> say there's nothing wrong with it. It's all just right. the classic. It's all no, the I happen food. to like I it. I think myself. it's a great answer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Those are the four fitting. questions we ask everybody that comes
2: on the show. Like it. No matter what. So like it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for humoring us. Okay. Let's get <laughs> into the book because I love this thing. We got our advanced copies been reading through it. One thing I love about it is I don't need a bookmark because I just know what number I'm on. It's fantastic. So easy and quick yeah. to read
0: i'm it's, glad and you can exactly. also open to any number you want anytime you want so if you go yeah. to the wrong one it really doesn't make any difference you don't have to have read any of the previous ones to understand <laughs> the context it's not like well i'm seeing the godfather part two but i didn't yeah. see the godfather part one so who is al pacino again like, we <laughs> yeah, don't like exactly. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it, yeah yeah i love the format it's fantastic Thank But you. one of the big questions i have for you is like what went into you putting this list together? I know the premise is that this is a conversation we have all the time about who owns what number we've talked about this from time to time on our show, but what was kind of your method to your madness with putting this together?
0: So have you guys ever talked to Hembo? If you haven't, you should, you should have him on your show. He's great. He, he was the person who did my research for this and he same as Paul Hembikidis. Everyone calls him Hembo. He knows as much about baseball as anyone I know knows about anything, but anyway, um, we were sitting around he and I and a few other people after get up one day, and we started kicking around the fact, I don't even, I don't know how we came to this, but this was the conversation we were having of how many hall of fame quarterbacks in the NFL all wore the number 12, it's Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, Jim Kelly, uh, Bob Greasy, Joe Namath, Ken Stabler, and, and soon to be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And one of them, in the, one of the guys in the room, Pete McConville, said, yeah, Greedy, they all wore number 12. But who owns the number 12? So, fellas, I've always wanted to do a sports book. And the reason that I haven't done one is that I never had what I thought was a good enough idea. And suddenly I had the idea. So that's where the idea came from. So I hired my man Hembo to do all the research for me. So he, the first thing we did was we sat down. He went out and researched, all right, Greedy, here are all the options for number one. Here are all the options for number two, three, and four, and so on. The three was pretty easy. 23 was easy. 42 was easy. 99 was easy. Some of them not so easy. And um, we made the decisions. I mean, mostly I made the decisions, but certainly with a lot of input from him. And then he would research each person that we chose, and then I would write the chapter. So that's how we did the book. And what I like most about it, what I hope that that anyone listening to this conversation will understand about it, is that the book is really two things at once. It is sports debate, because I'm choosing. So for example, Mm -hmm. number 21, which was a brutal, decision to have to make 21 could be Tim Duncan 21 could be Deion Sanders and 21 could be Roberto Clemente and you obviously couldn't go wrong with any of them so why did I choose the one I chose and do you disagree now there's your debate but it is also a sports history book now when I was a kid I loved sports history I read everything about sports history and I don't feel like there's as much of that in the culture anymore so I'm proud to have written a book like that so I think that people, even the most astute sports fans today, will learn a lot, because I most certainly did from the research that we did, will learn a lot about athletes, even the ones they think they know a lot about. You may think you know everything about Babe Ruth. You may think you know everything about Willie Mays. You may think you know everything about, uh, you know, Michael Jordan and many others. But I promise that when you read this book, you will find out things, at least one thing about each of the 100 that we chose that you did not Mm. previously know. So it's sports debate and sports history at the same time.
1: Well, and I also got to jump in and say that I love the format of the historical context because we live in a Twitter universe right now where people want more bite size than they do want long form. And you have found a way to straddle context and, and uh Uh, like the impact of the information in such short form content uh, was terrific. So I applaud you for that. That's, and that's hard to do.
0: Yeah, that was, that was the challenge for me. So, so, so the book really, my role, a, you know, I had the idea then B, I chose the 100 people and then Hembo would do the research. So my role really was trying to organize it. You know, you write a little nice intro and a little nice outro, but then the real challenge of it was, organizing the information to your point in a way that it doesn't just feel like an onslaught of numbers, because at some point, no matter how remarkable the numbers are, you're going to lose interest in that. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we get it, Greeny. Everyone in this book was great, but yeah, uh, right. so you have to find <laughs> yeah. a way to put the stuff into some sort of hopefully interesting context. And, and that that really was for me as the writer, the biggest challenge I had.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I think that's great. Who was the hardest person to leave out?
0: The two hardest things, the two that didn't make it, that I sort of, I still question myself. At number 80, we chose Jerry Rice over the Miracle on Ice team. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the Miracle on Ice might be the most memorable event in the history of American sports. And at the end of the day, we couldn't find another way to get Jerry Rice in the book. And I felt like, first and foremost, this is about the greatest players and the greatest legends. And while that team will always be remembered, and we do have teams in here, it's not just athletes. There are like 72 is the 72 Dolphins. 86 is the 86 Mets. Um, But uh, I felt it was more important. We didn't put any of those in at the expense of an all-time great player. And I, I prioritized putting the player in ahead of, the team. Mm. And I still kind of, I mean, I, what can I tell you? I go back and forth on whether that was the right thing to do or not. I think, I I guess what I'm saying is sitting here now, if you would ask me that question and Jerry Rice wasn't in the book, he would have been an obvious answer. How the hell do you write a book like this without the greatest, probably the greatest football player, all things considered that ever lived. Right. So I don't regret the decision, but that one was hard. And then the other one was the number four, was, was not to have Lou Gehrig was yes. brutal. And oh, here, here's the, so here's how we made this decision. Okay. So I'm four, there were three, there were three names. There was, there was Bobby Orr there was Brett Favre and there was Lou Gehrig. Yep. Bobby Orr is the second greatest hockey player that ever lived. Lou Gehrig's legend because of the ALS and because of, of, you know, the movies and, and everything else, um, might be the greatest well certainly of those three is is the greatest i mean we everyone knows his name if only for tragic reasons you know whatever it is 80 years after his death um but uh in this one i didn't feel it was a tie like in some cases i used the player's stature to break a tie but i didn't think it was a tie Favre is nowhere near the second best, he's not even anywhere near the second best quarterback that ever lived. Right, sure. Gehrig is the greatest first baseman that ever lived, but if I were to make a list, if you're going to make a list of how, if you're just, if you're just naming the greatest baseball players that ever lived, you're going to say a few (laughs) names before you get to his. If you're going to name the greatest hockey players that ever lived, you're only going to say one name before you get to 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 Bobby Orr. Orr is greater than Mario Lemieux. He's greater than Gordy Howe. He's greater than Mark Messier. He's greater than everybody, anybody that ever lived besides Wayne Gretzky. And as painful an omission, and I obviously you showed me you have the Gary pictures back there, as painful an omission as that was. Look, and Hembo. Keep, when, every time we bring this up in an interview that we do together, Hembo keeps saying we didn't have 101 spots. Like we couldn't right. just make one. Mm. To leave out Bobby Orr, I think, would have been more unjust by this much of a difference. But so that's what I mean when I say it's a good debate. If you had written this book, obviously you would have put Gehrig over Orr. And then I would have called you up and I would have said, I'm going to tell you why you <laughs> Bobby Orr should have been there. And that's the beauty of it.
1: That's Um, the beauty. I totally agree.
0: And back to the very first point I made when it's all over, I will not wish ill upon you and I hope you will not wish ill upon me and we'll all (laughs) be
1: fine.
0: You know, we are more than entitled to disagreeing about something that at the end of the day doesn't really mean anything. Um, But but so that was the way we arrived at that decision. But it was excruciating to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we thought yeah, I got maybe to four. It had something to do with Yankee, 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 because it was two, three, four, five. If you'd included Garrett, yeah,
0: that's right. And and there was a part, but that wouldn't have been a good way to make that decision. Like mm-hmm. like there is a part of you that thinks if someone is in a bookstore and they pick this up and they just leaf through it, and, and they just read the beginning, they might think, ah, oh, this is all Yankees. I don't like them anyway, and 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 put it away. And I, we have every sport represented in this. Hembo actually made me a. A sheet. So for anybody listening to this, there are 24 football players, 20 baseball players, 14 basketball players, nine teams, five Olympians, five boxers, five golfers, four hockey players, four tennis players, three coaches, two drivers and a horse. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so uh, you know, there there is a but but yes, it would have been all Yankees at the beginning, but that that would not have been a good reason to omit a guy who looked. No one needs to tell me the legendary stature of, um, of Lou Gehrig. Actually, uh, another one that would have been very tough for me, if we couldn't give DiMaggio five, then I might've written a book that left Lawrence Taylor out and that I, I just couldn't do it because Lawrence Taylor yeah. got 56 and I was able to give him 56 because we gave DiMaggio five. Right. But in yeah. my opinion, when I think of the number 56, I think of that streak more than anything. That is the most, and I, I think at this point with the way so many people feel about the home run records, I actually think the two most beloved records in American sports are Ripken's consecutive game streak and DiMaggio's hit streak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Um, so so that would have been a tough choice because you can't write a book like this and leave out Lawrence Taylor, who's the greatest defensive football player that ever lived. So yep. so, yeah. so the conversation we're having, it, it gives you a sense of, of, it was not easy. Like These were hard decisions to make. Mm-hmm. They were fun, but they were hard.
2: Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I got to four, and I was like, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. Okay, one more question. We'll let you go. This is a strictly baseball question. Baseball has an eyeballs problem. What needs to be done to fix that?
0: They're doing yeah. it already. I um, I love what they're doing with the pitch clock. Are, are either of you opposed to the pitch clock? No. Nope. Used to be. Not okay. anymore. All right. Excellent. Um, I would love to have that debate. I've asked on my radio show for people to call in. I've promised them they will not get yelled at. They will not get, I will not shout you down. I want to hear a person make an argument against it. And I want to make sure now I, this is a baseball podcast. So I'm assuming anyone who's interested in, and you guys is already going to know what I'm about to say. But when they talk about the timeless beauty of baseball and they say that the best thing about it is that it doesn't have a clock, this isn't what they mean. Right. What they've always meant is that it doesn't have a clock. The game doesn't end when a clock strikes zero the way it does in basketball and in football and in hockey and in almost every other team sport. You have to get 27 outs and you still do. That doesn't that has not been changed by this. Mm -hmm. What we have what we have done is remove 25 minutes of nothing from the sport. And, And unless you really will miss the opportunity to spend 25 minutes watching people spit and scratch themselves. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think anyone will miss anything. In fact, it is mostly the people who are complaining about this that I think will enjoy this the most, because the game this year I think is going to look more like it did when I was growing up in the '70s than it has since the '80s. Um, so I think the sport is going to have a great year. I think the numbers are going to be really good. I think um, I read a story on the air today about how the Mets and their owner Steve Cohen have instituted a policy where they are selling. Tickets for fifteen dollars to college students. If you have a college ID, um, you can you can get tickets to a game for fifteen dollars. I think that is such a great idea. They should do really? that with high school kids also. Mm-hmm. Like you want to attract younger people. If you go yeah. to a baseball game, the experience of going to a baseball game is so singular. It's so fabulous. Um, like my kids are bigger football and basketball fans than they are baseball fans, but they loved going to baseball games and will still gladly go to a baseball game anytime the opportunity arises. So get people in the ballparks. Baseball has an eyeballs problem, but I think that it also is a, is a, is a for whatever reason, a convenient punching bag for people who want to make it so. And, mm-hmm. and they just take some pleasure in complaining about it. Rob Manfred made one statement that made people really mad, and he's kind of never gotten past it. When he, you know, it was just a bad choice of words. He shouldn't have called the trophy a piece of metal. He knows that. Yeah. Everyone, sure, the second the words were out of his mouth, he knew it. Um, but the truth is that that his ideas are good. This this is he, he got the right person. He got Theo Epstein in there. Theo Epstein is going to go look someday, guys. Theo Epstein is going to go down as one of the most important people in baseball history, what he did in Boston, what he did in Chicago and what he is doing for the sport. Now, I'm not sure how much more of an impact on a sport a person can have than Theo Epstein is going to wind up having had on baseball. So, um, was it Mark Twain? I, I I think that rumors of the demise of the sport have been greatly exaggerated. I think baseball is going to have a great year.
2: We do too. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us so much again. This is Mike Greenberg. Check out his book, "Got Your Number." Comes out on the fourth, correct? April fourth. Tuesday the fourth,
0: yeah. and it's available for pre-order right this minute anywhere you order books. Excellent. Awesome!
2: We love thank it. I really it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so Thanks, much. We Mike. really appreciate Thanks. You taking Enjoy the time.
0: Enjoyed it, fellas. Thank you.
2: Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.